It's Thanksgiving week for those of us in the United States and Black Friday for everybody, which means we're doing things a little different this week. We asked our audience on Twitter and Facebook for any questions that they'd like us to answer on this podcast. So this week, we're bringing you your answers to three of those questions. Let's dig in. Welcome to Commerce Tea, a podcast to help you succeed on Shopify. I'm Rian. And I'm Kelly. Grab a mug and join us as we talk about all things commerce. Hey, Kelly. How can merchants leverage customer data to drive more revenue and increase retention? How can they create personalized experiences customers love? I recommend Octane AI, the leading buyer profile platform for Shopify and Shopify Plus merchants. How does it work? Octane AI features a shop quiz, Facebook Messenger and SMS, and opt-in tools. Using the shop quiz, merchants can get to know customers with interactive questions. From product recommenders to gift finders, you can learn about a customer's needs, preferences, pain points, and more. This information gets saved into buyer profiles, And you can sync your buyer profile data with your Facebook Messenger, SMS, email, and ad campaigns for personalized customer journeys. What kinds of returns can brands expect? Brands using the shop quiz have increased email signups by 16 times and driven a 28% increase in average order value. Facebook Messenger and SMS see 80 to 95% average open rates and drive up to a 20% increase in revenue. Better yet, Octane AI has plans for any size business and offers a 14-day free trial. Every plan gives you access to the shop quiz, Facebook Messenger, SMS, and opt-in tools. There are also plans available where Octane AI's experts will help you set up and optimize your tools for success. This sounds great. Where can merchants go to learn more? You can learn more, book a demo, or try it free at join.octaneai.com slash commerce tea. Again, that's join.octaneai.com slash commerce tea. Good morning, Rian. Good morning, Kelly. I love this week because it's a three-day work week for me. <laughs> I so you know we're we're doing a lot of work. We're an agency, so we're doing a lot of work leading up to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and so I made Black Friday an official tap room holiday. Look at you! You're so nice. I didn't do that. You're an app company. You don't have that luxury. We have an app company that like gets power used. Uh, pa- it, yeah, it's yeah. going to get power used, uh, which is a very terrible grammar for the rest of the holiday season starting yeah. now. Starting two weeks ago. Yeah, starting we've already scaled our servers. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm not as nice, but fair. Uh, we talked last week about being in a code freeze. I think we're all in a code freeze. For those of you who don't know what that means, that means we're not writing any code. And for me, that is no different than usual. <laughs> You're always in a code freeze. <laughs> I'm in a perpetual code freeze. It's a special <laughs> place to be. So... What's one thing making you happy this week? I decided we're adding this in. Um, one thing that's making me happy this week is I am, we we talked about this last week, but I'm making a full Thanksgiving dinner for just the two of us. And that means we're going to have a lot of leftovers and I'm really excited. I hope you make a leftover sandwich. 
I always make leftover sandwiches. Like I'm the one who will like, I will take two slices of bread, put turkey, put stuffing, maybe mashed potatoes and feel a little saucy um, and then put gravy on it. Saucy. Okay. And eat it. Question. And this is a stuffing question. What kind of stuffing do you make? I know this is like a hot button topic in US culture. I've made it. Well, I have not made it at all. So this is going to be fun. Usually, um, (laughs) I, my family growing up always used that bag stuffing and added sausage and herbs to it. Um, One of my exes, his mom would make the entire thing from scratch. Like we would literally pull apart the bread to break it apart. Um, But big difference is that we always made stuffing, as in it's stuffed in the turkey. Something that's really popular in the South is dressing, which is yeah. like casserole stuffing, which is not true stuffing. That the is whole, a hill I will die on. That is a spicy take. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but you can't call stuffing something stuffing if it's not stuffed in something. So I so our house is gluten-free because uh, my daughter and I are celiacs, uh, which is very important for those of you listening if you ever want to send me, you know, Food, just just send it, it to me instead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, don't, it has to have no gluten. In. But I, growing up, my mom was that rip apart, make it everything from scratch. She's very much that person. Uh, for Canadian Thanksgiving, I made Trader Joe's does gluten free stuffing in a box, oh. so I did that. But that now I'm doing Methodology, which is a food delivery service, is doing a croissant. Gruyere, like really bougie stuffing is gluten-free. And I was like, I'll do that. <laughs> so That's I'm not fancy. making it at all. I'm heating it up in my oven. Uh, they're also making my cranberry sauce. It's cranberry cardamom sauce. Also, my daughter's the only person who eats cranberry sauce. I know. That sounds amazing. So you you want to hear my recipe for cranberry sauce? Yes. It is. The ingredients are cranberries. Sugar, sugar, and orange juice, and you just that's on it. the on the stovetop, right? Yep. And then you just wait for the cranberries to start popping. That's it. That's all I got to do. I mean, you should probably use the correct amount of sugar, which I recommend googling. Um, but <laughs> just an amount. So yeah. So that's this week. Uh, what one thing is making me happy this week? Besides, uh, I'm going to eat so much food and make some good pies are I have a sparkly sippy cup thing that I'm really enjoying because it makes me happy I like sparkly things which is weird because I like wear all black like that's kind of my thing but then all of a sudden like I'm very bullish on glitter I love that (laughs) I think I feel like you like is this also like a Gen Z thing like are they still are they super into glitter because I feel like this would be something that would be rubbed off from maybe because like I have glitter eyeliner on right now even that's so cute. I know. I love it. I'm a big fan of it. I just got another color sent to my house. So yeah, glitter is making me happy this week. And I think I that's it. great. Yeah. So we asked our listeners slash people on Twitter and Facebook to ask us anything. Yeah. About commerce. Anything at all. Yes. And we got some takers. We got some takers, and so we're going to use this episode to talk through those. And then we're each going to ask each other one question to close things out. Perfect. So our first question came from Katie, and she asked, can you give us a hot take on Facebook shops and the Instagram update? 
So if you're <laughs> not aware, uh, a recent update happened with Instagram that completely changed the layout and broke what is the traditional muscle memory for tapping on your notifications. It now takes you to shop. And they moved the create button up to, everything's up to like the top right. Um, I know exactly why they did this because they're they're wanting to turn it into a more of a commerce platform. I also hate it. Doesn't it just link out to a Shopify store most of the time? Shop. Here's a store. View on website. Yeah, everything's view on website. So it's like not it. embedded, right? Now it depends on the store because um, I got one for shop dress up and which is a boutique and I can tap buy on Instagram and I can literally add like shop on Instagram. I want are what backend are they using? Do we know the answer to this? It's probably the Facebook shops. I don't know why I always thought Facebook shops was just was just Shopify. Maybe it's because I was I'm old enough to remember when it was. I would tell you, but I can't tell because it doesn't tell me. I have to fill out the checkout form. These are the things that we should probably know, like working in commerce, but I don't usually shop on Facebook and Instagram. There's some really cute clothes on here though. Okay, so I'm looking, I'm shopping online. Okay, oh, this one's one you have to view on the website and this website is a Shopify website. Interesting. So we don't know fully is the answer. So I just pulled up a blog post. <laughs> okay. Um, Just to see, because they have like a list of stores that are testing it. This might be, this looks like it might be a little old. Um, oh yeah, it's from March of 2019. Wow, better days. So it doesn't actually, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't specify. It just says that it's in closed beta and you can check out directly on your store um, or check out directly on Instagram. Sorry. Oh, Let's okay. Instagram business. I found Nike Swim. I can check directly out. Add to cart. Those, those sizes are huge. Okay. So my thought was, okay, so it depends because I found it. They yeah. have multiple platform partners. So across mm. like all of the, like a lot of these things allow some kind of setup there. Shopify being one of them. Got it. Which is funny because I don't actually see the Shopify logo on there. But oh, if you look at Good American, they're on Shopify. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you can add to cart natively within, uh, within Instagram. Now, it's important to note, though, because earlier this year, which is funny. Well, no, this is May 19th. Just kidding. Never mind. It's not that funny. Um, I just can't read. Shopify <laughs> did announce Facebook shops or Shopify. It was Toby and uh, what's his face from Mark Facebook? Zuckerberg. Thank you. What's his face? <laughs> Zuck. Zuck. Yes. Um, they they did like a joint stream kind of talking about the launch of Facebook shops. Um which again just allows you to shop directly. It, it it does have a Shopify integration, so everything stays in sync with the Shopify store and all all the good all that goodness. Um, so I'm just scrolling through. I can't believe so I we forgot really, Mark Zuckerberg's I, name. Do we? I don't even know if we have a hot take. I mean, my hot the hottest of my take would be it would be cool if uh, in this omni-channel buying experience, if you didn't have to bounce out and it was all embedded. Yeah, that is a, a good thing. Because the more bouncing around is 
yeah, that that's my hot take is like, I really like that on Good American. I can add to a cart. However, I'm looking on Good American. This They have a select size option. The sizes are zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Clearly they're using a different size uh, metric than I'm used to. And I don't know what the sizes are. This is my problem with <laughs> these like micro shops. Yeah. Um, because if you don't have that additional product information, the size charts and things like that, it's hard to make a purchase decision. If yeah, you're selling like, like really no basic idea. things that have no actual options, like no variants that are just like, I want to buy a potato. I don't know why I keep on using potatoes as examples in all of our episodes, <laughs> but it's happening. Let's say I want to buy four potatoes. I don't, I, I don't need to buy a size medium slash large. Will this fit me? Because it's a potato, I'm just going to eat it. So that'd be a better example of actually using one of these micro shops. But my hot take is Instagram needs to not fool me with my muscle memory. I really don't appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, again, my hot take is if if you're going to embed like this. Actually embed it. <laughs> yeah, actually embed it. Um, make sure that you have your sizing information surfaced. Um, for instance, like on Nike Swim, swim sizes are like pretty standard. If you're a swimmer looking for a competitive swimsuit, that's standard. But if I'm looking at like a jumpsuit, I don't know. I, I still, I'm actually, I even went to their website. I think this is Khloe Kardashian's company. If you're listening to me, call me because I, <laughs> I don't understand your sizing. Okay, now I see a size guide. There's a size guide, but it's, it's kind of hard to see. It's small and to the right. Mm. So I've had to now get onto my desktop off of Instagram. This has defeated the purpose of Instagram shopping. Yeah, we've lost it at this point. That's my hot take is what is happening. Honestly, it's not an area that I'm super familiar with because I just don't spend any time doing social uh, for our clients and I don't personally shop on Facebook and Instagram. So, but that was the question and we gave an answer. All right. Question number two is from Deb. Okay. How should brands manage multi-channel customer support? With a, a customer support tool. Yeah. My favorite is Help Scout. (laughs) What's your favorite? My favorite is gorgeous. (laughs) So see, you just got two suggestions from us. We didn't even agree. And it's not like this episode is sponsored because it's not. (laughs) Or at least it's not sponsored by either Help Scout or Gorgeous. (laughs) No, I, so, um, I mean, it's important to note that because we're an app company, right? We, we need to have, I mean, this would work for Omnichannel as well, but we have multiple apps. They need to kind of live under one area. So my customer support team can then go in. They can assign tickets. They can make comments on tickets to see where we're going and what's happened so far and, and everything like that. So I really like it. And then as, a, as someone in leadership, uh, it gives metrics on how they are doing as well. I love I love those metrics. Um, not that I have salespeople or customer support people, but I've seen... Uh, merchants who use Gorgeous and I can see those metrics and it, it you get so much good information. And one of the really important things for, well, one, it just by using one of these tools that exists and putting everything under one roof, it means that you have fewer touch points uh, that the customer service reps have to actually pay attention to. And there's a lot less that can actually slip through the cracks. Second, all of that data gets combined under one customer profile. So you're always able to see history of talking with a customer and you're able to record notes. Like if they call in and ask a question, you could pull up those notes from before 
even when they're chatting with you via the live chat on your site. Yeah. So just give you two examples. Help Scout is helpscout.com. Gorgeous is G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot I-O. Phenomenal. What's our third question? Our third question is from Tall Seller on Twitter. Okay. Shopify's $9 a month Shopify Lite has a buy button feature that they say they can, that can be used with Wix, Weebly, WooCommerce, and Squarespace sites. Can that buy button specifically use their shop pay checkout? That's a very good question. And I want to split this into two answers. First, what is this mysterious $9 a month plan that's not directly advertised on the pricing page? And second, how does shop pay work? So the first one. Yes. Uh, the Shopify light plan is basically being able to use all of Shopify's transactional, uh, like the actual checkout, and also create these buy buttons so you can still use the use Shopify's backend um, to run your store. This usually means that your your store is hosted elsewhere. So that's maybe say you have a WordPress blog and you want to embed some buy buttons to let people purchase items directly on the, the blog posts, but you don't want to have a full storefront. This would be a really good example of using Shopify's light plan, which is only $9 a month. Now, if you want your storefront to exist on Shopify, where you can actually select a theme and customize it and all of that, install the apps and take, you know get make use of all the, the fun customization that you can get with Shopify apps, and then you need to upgrade to a plan that's not light. So anywhere from 29 a month basic all the way up to Shopify Plus. So uh, the Shopify light plan definitely has its perks. Um, I don't personally have anyone who's actively using it right now. Um, I considered using it for my own uh, business for my ebook, Start Freelancing Today, but I ended up just going the storefront route anyway. Um, the second part of that question is about the the shop pay checkout. Oh, before I before I get into that, the buy button is something that you get access to on any Shopify plan. And basically yes. what this is, is it is a button for a specific <laughs> product that allows customers to purchase that product on any website whatsoever. And it takes them to Shopify's checkout. So you can make use of this buy button regardless of whatever Shopify plan you are on. Now I mentioned my store, Start Freelancing Today. That's startfreelancing.today if you want to see it. That's actually the URL. Um, I'm using the buy button everywhere you, where you see buy now or check out. I'm not actually going through the add to cart process because I only have, well, I, ha- I now have three options for products, but you're only going to buy one of them. So that's kind of the way I circumvented that process to skip the extra cart review page or the product page. I just have everything on one, one single page. Um, okay, so shop pay. Shop pay, I am like 95% confident this is the answer here. Uh, Shop pay is available for anyone who's using Shopify payments for checkout. So shop pay is the expedited, uh, faster checkout process where your credit card gets saved, your address gets saved, and you can really quickly just go through the order. Um, Shopify payments is what Shopify uses to actually process the credit card transactions. So this is going, it's basically like a rebranded Stripe. Um, most, a lot of, a lot of stores are already using Shopify payments because you also get the benefits of using like Apple Pay and Google Pay and all of the one-click accelerated checkouts. So pretty handy. Um, so I'm like 95% confident that if you, as long as you're using Shopify payments, even on the light plan, if you enable Shop Pay as an option that you'd be able to check out with Shop Pay. I don't disagree with anything you said. I know I just spoke for a long time. 
but no, <laughs> there's a lot to cover. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, it's important to know that the only time there, there are exceptions to being able to use shop pay checkout. And that is if you sell certain types of products. Can you go through some examples? Yes, I can. Uh, any cannabis product uh, or I would call this. So I come from banking. And we would call them vice industries because we also couldn't bank them. So the reason why they can't, most um, merchant card processors, which is what shop what Shopify payments is, uh, can't check this out is because it's not it's not allowed by federal banking institutions. So there, there's like there's layers to this, but uh, cannabis is is always out. Oftentimes, anything sex related is out. I'm trying to think of what what else is weapons. considered vice. So yeah, weapons. Like I always think of like Vice Squad, like you know, like uh, from TV. Like if if they would be trying to come after you, you can't. It, it's very difficult to find a payment processor that will process for you. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm just saying it is difficult. Uh, Shopify actually has a this listed somewhere on their. I don't know if it's on their FAQs. Or if it's deeper in the uh, Shopify payments requirements, maybe that's it. Prohibited businesses. Here we go. Yeah. A gambling. That's going to be one. Some types of businesses and services are not permitted to use Shopify payments. See whether you can use shop to see whether you can use it. Um, it depends on the country as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, the United States, because cannabis is not federally legal. Yeah. It's not federally allowed at the banking level. So... You cannot do investment in credit services. So you can't use Shopify payments for like mortgage consulting or credit repair, uh, money and legal services. So like yeah. wire transfers and money orders, uh, virtual currency. Um, so uh, crypto Bitcoin. mining equipment. Yep. Digital wallets, <laughs> things like that. And then what we were talking about before. So those were the more financial kind of side of things. So adult content and services. Um, you can't pay for escorts using Shopify payments. Um, or gentlemen clubs or topless bars or strip clubs. Or or, or um, accoutrements. Yes. <laughs> what else to say? Like sex toys. I don't know. Or sex toys. Yes. <laughs> um, they call it uh, sexually oriented items. And then in oh, parentheses, okay. for example, adult toys. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, other topics, counterfeit and unauthorized goods. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, gambling, as you mentioned. Intellectual property or proprietary rights infringement. Mm. To be, you know, again, obvious, regulated or illegal products or services. So tobacco, e-cigarettes, e-liquid, online pharmacies, prescriptions, anything that's toxic or flammable. So like fireworks and explosives you can't sell. Uh, once again, you cannot sell weapons or munitions. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's an exhaustive list. But oh, uh, I missed one really important one. What's that? MLMs can't use Shopify payments, multi-level marketing, pyramid schemes, network and marketing and referral marketing programs. Boom. Oh, what a shame. Um, oh, darn. <laughs> but uh, I will say, so we answered the can the buy button, spe- specifically use the, the Shopify or the shop pay checkout. Obviously, we just give a lot of examples of what can't be used by, by Shopify payments. Doesn't mean you can't use Shopify if you're in those industries. Actually, a lot of our users for SEO manager are in what we consider vice industries. And the reason why is because you can't buy ads in those industries. 
So you can't buy Google ads. So it's really important to, if you're in one of those industries, to rank organically. Huh, that's interesting. Because you okay. can't buy ads. Yep, that's a good point. <laughs> that you, like, Facebook you have a, you have a little you, bit more work to do. You've got a lot, yeah, a lot more work to do and you've got to find a payment processor who will take you, but there are payment processors that will take you. Yeah. Okay, so those are the three questions that we decided to answer for this episode. And now... We're each going to ask each other one question. Kelly, I go first. Yes. What are your top three must-have apps for merchants? So I already mentioned one, and that's gorgeous. Or basically any kind of customer support app. So don't make your customers depend on email to reach you. Offer live chat or something to expedite the buying process and answer those quick questions that could be conversion killers if they don't have answers to them. So I personally am a big fan of what Gorgeous does. Um, I love that they everything is under one roof and you can use their live chat that, you know, syncs in with all the email and everything else, Facebook, Instagram, all of the things. Um, so definitely that's on my list. Second, um, an email service provider for email marketing. My personal favorite is Klaviyo. I always talk about how much I love Klaviyo. I feel like it is it was built for e-commerce. Um, it is very smart. Their data science team does some really awesome things with being able to predict like the date of next purchase, for example. And you can get really creative with the data that you're actually sending over and how you can use Klaviyo to really segment your audience and send targeted emails that are actually going to convince a customer to place an order. Number three, a Shopify reviews app. Absolutely necessary to be collecting the social proof. Um, I've always listed some of my favorites on other episodes, so I will do the same thing here. Um, If you're zero budget, don't want to pay for an app, Shopify's product reviews app works just fine. It's no frills. They can leave reviews, and that's really the end goal here. Um, If you do have a little bit more to spend, uh, I really like Judge.me. Their awesome plan, which is their highest level, level paid plan, is only $15 a month and allows you to do a little bit more customizing. Um, if you want to go further than that, I really like Okendo, which is okendo.io, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, uh, what's really cool about Okendo is that you can really customize the questions that you're asking as well. So instead of just ba- saying, leave a review for this product, you can say, um, does it fit? Or um, what are you buying this for as a gift for somebody else? Or if you're buying like, let's say you're selling ski apparel, you can ask questions for like, what is your skill level? So if like, I'm an amateur skier, I'm going to say that versus I'm a pro- like professional skier, or I ski every weekend or whatever. My advice as an amateur and how I review a product is going to be very different from somebody who is much more professional who's reviewing the product. So that's why I love being able to collect this additional information. Also, again, you can send this information over to Clavio and segment the audience because now you know that they're more professional or more amateur. So all kinds of fun things to take into consideration when you're working with these apps. So those are my recommendations. Gorgeous, Clavio, and let's go with Okendo. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. My turn. Yay. So you have a background in banking. I do. And so my question for you is, is Shopify capital worth taking? Yes, it is. And I also want to clarify, I was a business banker for quite some time. So I'm very familiar with how difficult it can be to secure a line of credit 
or to secure any kind of uh, net 30, net 60 type credit as a small business. I was a I was a business banker during the recession, the Great Recession, and so we're obviously seeing similar patterns right now in, in terms of the economy, and we're also seeing those patterns reflected in uh, credit restriction and in banking. So, right, like banks, banks love to tell you no, and the reason why is because they're looking for risk, right? They there are underwriters who are looking for ways that you may fail. So the challenge then becomes, especially when we're seeing, unfortunately, so many businesses shutter, banks are less likely to extend you credit because you are inherently more risky. And yeah, you do co-sign, right? They, like in the olden days of, of business credit, you your business signed the loan, not you. You didn't personally guarantee the loan. Now we all personally guarantee our business loans. That's just how that's just how it works. But it is hard to get business lines of credit. There are banks closing business lines of credit. There are banks uh, refusing to extend any more business lines of credit. And so it's a really long way for me to say, if Shopify Capital is offering you capital and you need it, take it. Now, I am not a fan though of taking credit just because it is extended. Okay, so- Very important point to make. Yeah, well, it's just like, right, like when you're buying a house or or for those of you who haven't bought a house, when you buy a house, you're going to find out, okay, I make X amount of money. I can afford Y amount of house. You shouldn't take the whole amount of house. Right. Right. Okay. Same concept. Apply that to business credit. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. However, Shopify Capital, I, I have several friends who are Shopify merchants, has been business saving for them. So that means, you know, you've got a net 30 out and, and the person's slow to pay. And all of a sudden you're, you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're down and out for a while, or you have to go and you have to buy goods to make your end product. Right. But you don't have that money in yet because someone didn't pay their bill. This is like a pretty common issue, right? Yeah. Your cash flow week. A lot of businesses are cash flow week. That is very typical when you sell physical goods is to be cash flow week. If Shopify Capital can give you that extra five, ten, fifteen thousand dollar buffer, take it. Or fifty thousand, hundred thousand. If you're if you're using it to scale, just make sure you're you're accepting it at an appropriate time. But I I know Shopify Capital is easier to qualify for than a lot of other business lines of credit. There's literally uh, nothing you need to do. That's the beauty of it. There's no application process. No, because they see how much you're making. Yeah. And that's how they pay themselves back is, is from that. So yeah, this is a very long answer for me to tell you why all the ways that business or that banking, banks, traditional banks can tell you no and why you should say yes to Shopify Capital. Yeah. I should probably specify it's not that there's no application. There is an application, but you're pre-qualified for if you're eligible for funding from Shopify Capital, you're, you'll see a pre-qualified amount right in your Shopify admin. So you can see exactly. And they usually provide you with three options with three different payment terms as well. Mm-hmm. So you can cho- choose which, you know, whatever you need at the time. Um, Shopify Capital is available, I think, in the U.S. Um, for like a, the U.S. for loans, U.S. and Canada for uh, cash advances. And then there's something in the U.K. as well. 
So they've, they've uh, expanded outside of the U.S. now. Um, it is a cash advance as well. So kind of expanding the availability of it, which is really great. Yeah. And, and I should say, so cash advance and when I say line of credit, those are those are inter- interchangeable in bank language, but in, in human language, they are not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like de- developer talk versus <laughs> non- non-developer talk. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very yeah. real thing. So yes, Shopify Capital is worth taking. And so speaking of money, I don't know. I can't segue into this. I love your segues because I like you kind of you're you get concerned about your segues. And I'm just like, speaking of something entirely unrelated, now we're gonna move on. <laughs> I just own it. So what is your store shout out of the week? So my store shout out this week is a company called Flow. Uh, the website is flovitamins.com. They make, uh, it's the first ever PMS gummy vitamin. So I, I don't, I'm on my like second month of actually consuming them. And they say it takes two months for them to actually, you know, start seeing a difference and everything. Um, but they're really tasty. So it's like after it's like my uh, after lunch, I always have my adult gummy vitamins and then I have my flow vitamins. And it's like a little treat after I finish lunch every single day. Um, it's kind of a fun little thing. But they're like not they're made with natural ingredients and everything. They're they're vegan friendly, gluten free, non-GMO. They're made here in the US. So all kinds of great things there. But I love their uh, very they only this is a really great example of a single product website. They're not selling a bunch of different things. So how do you really put a single product front and center? And that's that's really what they're doing. The shop link takes you to the one product that's available. And it's a simple subscribe and save, buy two-month supply, buy a one-time, one-month supply. So you can easily figure, you know, there, there are fewer clicks that you have to get to to actually place an order, um, which is really important when you're already only selling one item. Well, every time we talk about clicks, uh, the fewer clicks to sell an item. I always think of how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie <laughs> Pop. Aw, I miss those commercials. <laughs> Maybe they're still on. I don't know. I just don't watch TV. I don't like, think real life TV. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say. I don't think so. But then I realized we don't have real TV either, <laughs> so I don't know. There are also a really great example of a site that does a great job on desktop and on mobile. If you want to see a good uh, interchangeable experience there. So Rian, what is your store this week? My store this week is Partake. And what it is, it's partakefoods.com and they make cookies. And what's great is, you know how you know what they make? Because they tell you really pronouncedly with great contrast. Super delicious cookies that are also gluten-free, vegan, and allergy-friendly. And their their store is super duper cute. It talks all about the ingredients that they use. They have expandable out, like you can hover over uh, their ingredients and it'll tell you you more about why those ingredients are healthy. It has cookbooks. It talks about, oh, it's just really great. I'm really a big fan. So that's my store of the week. Awesome. Um, I'm going to include both of those in the show notes so you can access them. 
And that's it for this week. So we kept it a little bit shorter this week so you can get back to dreaming about eating all the turkey or prepping for Black Friday or whatever it is that you're doing right now. So thanks for tuning in. And thanks again to our sponsors for supporting this episode. You can visit our YouTube channel, which we do fun, friendly Shopify store teardowns every Thursday. You can find us at youtube.com slash commerce tea. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews make us really happy. Usually, uh, preferably if they're positive reviews, please. <laughs> um, small details. And lastly, you can subscribe to Commerce Tea on your favorite podcasting service. We post new episodes every Tuesday. So grab your mug and join us next week. Good luck on Black Friday. Woo! Clocked In is a time clock for Shopify. With Clocked In, your team members can easily clock in and out of their shifts from anywhere. You can manage your team's hours as they work remotely with an intuitive interface that can be used from desktop, tablet, or mobile. Check it out at clockedin.io or in the Shopify app store.